Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Amen. Amen, and and no doubt, amen. Amen. Bethlehem, amen, it is our desire within the household of the Lord to to get it right. In order to get it right, we have to be upon the Lord's program. And this is why we always remind you of this building that some can see and some may not. But to really see it, you have to see it by faith. And there are some folk that have seen it by faith as we have marked it out on our parking lot. And not only have we marked it out, but we're moving everything within that space that will get in the way of accomplishing God's will for building this building. That's why if you look over there, there was a tree that's not there no more because it was in obstructing the will of God. And not only that, do we need to do that for the building, but we need to do that for our personal lives and getting it right. Anything that obstructs the will of God is in the way and we've got to get it right. God has said in his word this year to us, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17, for there's a time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And that if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? So we must move every obstruction. We must do what Matthew 18, 15, 18 says as we get it right. If your brother sins against you, if he does something that you think was wrong, you need to go to him in private first. Um, because sin is it's not something that we those who love the Lord wants to gossip about. If, if, if the pastor offends you, go to the pastor in private. 
If your brother offends you, go to him in private. And then it says in verse 16, if, if they won't listen, take two or three others. Because the devil knows how to do his job and divide. Even while God is trying to multiply. So if we love each other, we can get it right on this first stage. We can get it right on the second stage. If they refuse to listen, the church says, uh, the Bible says to tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, treat them as pagan or tax collectors. And and this verse that many people take out of context, verse 18, truly I tell you, whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That, that has to do with our personal relationships with one another. Hello, somebody. God wants us to be on one accord. God wants there to be unity in the community. And the only way that can happen is if we talk to one another. Amen. And it's nothing personal. We're just trying to get it right. Amen. Henceforth, we're talking about getting it right in marriage this month. And we talk about getting it right in marriage, but we've been applying principles to both singles and married people. We have to challenge us as a church to get it right in marriage because our culture is saying the opposite. And as I've been saying throughout this whole series, it seems like the only somebody that want to get married these days are the gay folk. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But God defines what marriage is in Mark chapter 10, verse 6 through 9. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. We define marriage as having a male and a female in it. It's nothing personal. It's nothing that I want to argue with you about. It is the word of God. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So that they are no longer two but one, and therefore what God has joined together, let no man not separate. And this is the word of God. It's not very controversial. It's been in the word of God for a while now. Hello, somebody. And, 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 and we cannot bend a bow to our culture. Hello, somebody. This word is our mandate in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Today, we're continuing in this series of Getting It White. And we're going to be talking about this morning, Getting It Right and Matrimony. And we're going to be looking at 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 and would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Yes, sir. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, I'm going to stand on this word. I believe it's three slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three.
Yeah, but lost. That is shit, the unfading beauty and quiet spirit. That's right. Abraham and called him Lord. Husbands, in the same way, we consider it as a year with your wives, and to treat them with fact with your partner. It makes us rest of life. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord today. And once again, we're going to share getting it right in matrimony, getting it right in matrimony. And we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about submission in marriage. We're going to talk about spirit in marriage. And we're going to talk about supplication in marriage. We want Christians to know today that Christians should submit and be considerate in marriage. Christians should submit and be considerate in marriage. There's a movie that came out in 2004, which was based on a novel, The Stepford Wives. Uh, original movie was made in 1975. And the original movie and novel seem to really have an impact upon our culture. Um, but this movie that was made in 2004 um, was not uh, that successful. I think it lost $40 million at the box office. Uh, but there's a term that came from that original uh, book uh, that is the Stepford's wife. Stepford's wife, which is often used in popular culture and stems from the novel and is usually referred to as a submissive or docile housewife. If any of you have seen the movie, the woman or the women in this movie, it was a science fiction, it was really, the wives were not real, they ended up being robots and they would do any and everything that their husbands asked them to do. And many feminists uh, believe that's what the Bible is telling a woman to do when, when God tells her to be submissive to her husband. And dare I say that that is not the, really the belief or what God is trying to tell women. Uh, he's not trying to tell you that you need to be a robot or that you need to be uh, mistreated or that you don't have an opinion. Hello, somebody. God is not asking you to be a Stepford wife. But he is asking you to be a holy wife. A woman of God. A woman like Sarah, who is mentioned in the Hall of Fame of Faith. I like to say that God did more for women uh, and Christianity does more for women than most religions. 
Hello, somebody. Because they play a, a prominent role in the ministries that are mentioned on the scripture. Women like Ruth and Esther and Deborah. And if you were to say who was the first one to, to truly share the gospel, it was really it was women because they were there. They came to the grave for a wrong reason, but at least they were there. Hello, somebody. They, they came to finish what we would call the embalming process. But but as of course, we know that Jesus was not there. So it was those women that went back and got the men. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So God loves women and God loves children. And what we're going to talk about this morning is simply a order of things, a order of things. And there is order. There is order. When we talk about submission, everybody in here submits to something or someone in Jesus name. When you're driving on the freeway and the speed says 70. Now, you may be bold to drive 75, 80, or 90. But when you see that cop car on the side of the road, you, 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 you learn quickly to submit. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you, you learn quickly <laughs> to submit. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We all submit to something, and people, you know, they, you know, they think too much of this, you know, because we submit to to things that, and, and trivial things. As if we're playing Monopoly, there are rules to the game, and we submit to the rules. Uh, when we play basketball, there are rules to the game, and we submit to those rules. I don't care how good your three point shot is, if you're not on the court and you're out of bounds, the shot won't count. Because because you have to submit to the rules. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, we all submit to something and someone. Hello, somebody. You won't submit to your husband, but let your boss man give you a call. Hello, somebody. And tell you you need to be at work at a certain time. If, if you want to get paid, guess what you're going to do? You're going to submit. Hello, somebody. We all submit. Hello, somebody. We're going to talk about this text today. We're going to talk about that S word, submit. We're going to talk about some more S words. And, and ultimately, we're trying to uh, save your marriage. Hello, somebody. And we're also trying to do in the title of a book that's written to singles to save your marriage before it gets started. Because if you come to terms with these principles, you'll be ready for marriage. There are a lot of single folk that want to get married, but have you really read the rule book of marriage? Have you really read what God requires of you in a marriage? It's not something that Pastor Eton came up with. It's just something that I'm echoing today. I'm echoing what the word says. And in this text, it gives some instructions to the wife. And in this text, it gives instructions to the husband. And we're going to see what we learn. 
more. And single women, you better hopefully you have a man of, of want to marry a man of God. To, and if you're dating someone and, and they are a rebel against society, hello somebody, he probably won't make a good mate. Hello somebody, because we all have to submit to something. But the first thing we're going to look at in the text is submission in marriage. The Bible says uh, in verse 1, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them who uh, not believe the word may be won over without words by the behavior of the wife. Uh, wives, in the same way, submit yourselves uh, to everybody's husband. No. To your own husband. Hello, somebody. We shared last week. Uh, we asked who made him a king. When we looked in the life of Esther, he was already a king and she came into the relationship and made her a queen. And as a result, she was uh, under his authority. Uh, who made your husband a king? You made him a king when you married him because you said you would be willing to be subject to him. Hello, somebody to be subject to him. And if you ask people, if, you, if you've ever studied the life of a queen, is the, is the queen mistreated? Does the queen have any power or authority? Does the queen have any influence? Hello, somebody. So why is it that modern day women have a problem with being a queen? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Ask your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor. If you're a female, you have a problem being a queen. (laughs) Most single women call themselves queens. They have any good self-esteem. They, they see themselves as a queen, even without a king. Hello, somebody. So, so when you married that man, you said that you would subject yourself to him just like the queen is subject to the king. Hello, somebody. And the king here on earth is subject to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's not on top. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He's a middleman. Hello, somebody. And he has, we're going to learn a little bit more in the text, that he has responsibilities as well. But we tend to look at the job description of one another's as opposed to our own job description. Hello, somebody. So this is what the Bible says. It says that that this subject uh, uh, being submit a subject has power. Hello, somebody. So much power that if you subject yourself to a husband who's not saved. Hello, somebody. What does it say? If any of them who do not believe the word, they may be won over without words. Hello, somebody. When was the last time you told your wife that she don't talk enough? Usually wives do the opposite. What they do? Somebody said talk too much in a whisper. (laughs) They got another N word for that. Nag. (laughs) They have a tendency to nag, nag, nag. 
is this what biblical the Bible says that you should be? As a matter of fact, the Bible says you should be quiet. Hello, somebody. And if you're nagging your husband, you're not being a godly woman. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm trying to save some marriages. Because you're at home nagging him, but at the office, that pretty little girl is telling him he's everything. Hello, somebody. And guess who he's going to listen to? Hello, somebody. Who, who, who does he want to listen to? He wants to listen to somebody, oh, that tells him that he's greater than what he really is. Hello, somebody. He, he don't want to listen to you nagging and telling him everything that you're not doing right. You're really setting your marriage up to fail. Hello, somebody. Because you don't have any good thing to say about your husband. He, he can't do nothing right. Hello, somebody. He goes to work every day. Hello, somebody. But yet he can't do nothing right. Hello, somebody. If he gets that right, you need to be saying, pray the Lord. At least he can work. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because there's some married women that got problems. Oh, they got a husband and a husband got a job. He works, but he don't bring his money home. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He, he goes out and spends it on rims. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He goes out and spends it on a boat. Hello, somebody. He, he spends it on sports car. Hello, somebody. You better learn what your husband does right and repeat that as much as you can. Build him up. Don't nag him down. As a matter of fact, grandmama and him used to say, if you can't say anything good, then don't say nothing at all. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It says that this quiet spirit could save a soul. Ooh, that's deep. If any of them do not believe the word, they may be one without words. One without words. There's a married woman here today, and you keep telling your husband, he's going to hell. Hello, somebody. You going to hell. You like Red Fox and that. And what was that woman? She used to say, you old heathen. <laughs> Hello, somebody. That is not godly Christian behavior. Hello, somebody. And he will never be saved because he looks and see how you live. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody, nagging and, and calling him everything but a man of God. That's not a woman that's subject. And, and you'll see some of these uh, sanctimonious women. They think they're so holy. They dress right. They look right. And they at home uh, talking their husband crazy. Hello, somebody. Talking him down. Hello, somebody. Instead of talking him up. Hello, somebody. And think they're right. No, God says today you're not right. Shut your mouth. Say to your neighbor, neighbors. Oh, neighbor. This doesn't require words. <laughs> Am I in the book? It says, if they do not believe the word, they may be one without words. Hello, somebody. And we know women are really, and I tell men all the time, don't you ever argue with a woman. 
<laughs> no, 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 argue with a woman. Because <laughs> cause you can't win. That's, that, that, that's, that's, that's like you getting in a ring with an MMA fighter. Have you ever seen that? Those jujitsu experts. If I get in a ring, I probably would die if I get in a ring with one of them because they're so deadly. That's how women are with words. They black belts. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you can always see a man that's arguing with a woman because he looks crazy. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Say, now, nah, man, you uh-uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Hello, somebody. The, the, the Bible is saying to the woman... You can win him without your words. You can, you can win him soul salvation without your words. Now that's power. That's what saying to the same woman. It says subject herself. Ooh, that's the power of a queen. Hello, somebody. You, you want to know the power of a queen? Ask, oh, that man in the text with, oh, and Esther. Haman, ask him what happened. Hello, somebody. What happened to Haman? He got hung. Hello, somebody. Because that woman who was subject to the king. Hello, somebody. Use her influence. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And God is saying, if you really want to use your power, women in marriage, oh, you don't have to say many words. Just behave right. Hello, somebody. Just behave right. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Or neighbor. That's what the word is saying. Behave right. Hello, somebody. Behave right. So, so be subject. You say, what is behaving right? Preacher, you all up in my business today. <laughs> Verse 2 of that text says, <laughs> when they see the pure, this is verse 2, when they see the pure and reverence of your life, woo, less words equals purity. Less words means reverence. Hello, somebody. And most of us have reverence for somebody or some things. I use the illustration about Barack Obama. If he came, you're not going to be saying a lot of words to Barack Obama most of the time. You're going to be quiet. And most of you are Christians, and you probably, if you ever meet him, you won't be talking about, nah, uh, Mr. President, the Bible says. You're probably going to be quiet, and you're going to reverence his position. Hello, somebody. Verse 3 says, your beauty should not be from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles. Now, I know we ain't speaking to women today. Hello, somebody. I know women today don't do nothing with their hair. Uh, uh, and they're wearing, uh-huh, what? Uh, <laughs> is the word still relevant? <laughs> and verse 3, and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Oh, I know that uh, women don't, ain't concerned about that. But verse 4 says, but rather it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle, hello somebody, and quiet spirit. 
Hello, somebody. Ask your neighbor. 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 Or neighbor. neighbor. Are you gentle? And are you quiet? Hello, somebody. We're going to read Colossians 3.18 and go on to this spirit in marriage. But even Colossians 3.18 says, When a wife submit to your husbands as is fitting in what? In the Lord. As in fitting in the Lord. And once again, we got to let you know that it's not saying that you've got to do everything that he tells you to do, especially if he's trying to get you to do something that's against the word of God. You've got to put God first. Hello, somebody. And and, and, and you can't be led astray like that. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But as I said before, in marriage, many of the stuff that we really argue about don't mean a, a hill of beans. Hello, somebody. Yeah, just a little silly stuff. And if there was order in the household, it wouldn't be made anything of. Hello, somebody. But everybody got to have their way. Hello, somebody. In our day and time, sadly, we've taught our women to act like men. Hello, somebody. I heard a woman say to another man, you ain't going to punk me. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get my. Yeah, what does that mean? I'm a man and you're a woman. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And we have strong women. God is calling these strong women to be meek. Hello, somebody. That, that, that strength. Under power. I think I mentioned that a little bit in Sunday school this morning. Gentle. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The the right spirit in marriage. It says, rather, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Which is of great worth in God's sight. Hello, somebody. In other words, God is not calling you, old woman of God, to set it off in your marriage. Woo. Hello, somebody. You don't need to set it off. Hello, somebody. Because what, what you'll learn is that if you take and do what God tells you to do, then you free God up to work on your behalf. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> and, and, and one thing that I don't ever want to do is fall in the hands of an angry God. Hello, somebody. I may be put as, as, as a king over my wife who's the queen, but oh, I'm concerned about the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hello, somebody. Because all I really am is middle management. Hello, somebody. Has anybody ever been in middle management? You know how really helpless you are. <laughs> you catch it from the top and you catch it from the bottom. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, that's all I am is middle management. But oh, I, I, God will never be able to work on your behalf unless you play your role. Hello, somebody. 
play your role. Be gentle and be quiet. Ooh, ask your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. her neighbor, neighbor, are you dental and quiet? Hello, somebody. When you're discussing things with your husband, <laughs> this is where couples get messed up. Do you raise your voice? Hello, somebody. That's a voice that I, I, I try not to use on Sister Etan. And I call that my preacher's voice. When I'm raising my voice, I should never raise my voice. And guess what? You should never raise your voice. Ladies, you should never raise your voice. And the Bible says, if you really want to make things right, use as true words as possible. Hello, somebody. Ooh. He said, preacher, you're taking my strength now. <laughs> you're taking my strength now because I, I got some words for him. <laughs> I can win my case in the courtroom of the heavenly father. No, 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 no. If you're using all those words, you're not winning your case at all. You're giving the devil opportunity to get up in there and mess things up. Hello, somebody. Because I, I, I know Christian folk don't argue in marriage. I know that they don't. They, they don't. They don't. They, they, they don't. <laughs> I, 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 I know good marriages. If they don't argue, I've, I've heard somebody say, I've been married for 50 years and we ain't ever argued. And I say, yeah, but you lied. <laughs> they, 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 they say that good marriages and bad marriages have the same amount of conflict. Hello, somebody. But good ones resolve them correctly. Hello, somebody. I remember when I first when I first got married, I used to go around people who've been married for a long time. I used to ask them, "What's the secret to marriage?" And they would say, "Communications." And I go around not understanding communication. Okay, go ask somebody, "What's the secret of marriage?" And they, they said, "Communication." And I'd be communication. So I came to the point. I said, "Oh well, when you get married, you get mute." <laughs> Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. That's not the case. That's not the case. It's not that the couples don't talk. It's that they don't handle. Uh, 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 they're not communicating. And when you raise your voice, especially with me, when you raise your voice, I'm not listening to any words that you have to say. I'm like Charlie Brown. I can't hear it. Hello, somebody. If, if you want to really communicate, talk to me, keep it soft. And I think every man is like that. And I think that's why the Bible says what it says. That a woman should have a gentle and quiet spirit. Don't you know if you use this, you probably could get anything you wanted from him anyway? Hello, somebody. If you come to a man like you're a man, you're going to get a man's results. 
Ooh, somebody gonna get that at home on the way home. <laughs> if, if, if you come to him like a man, you're gonna get a man's result. Talking to the ladies. Hello, somebody. Now, God didn't tell you to be a man, honey. He told you to be a woman. And, and he wants you to have a gentle and quiet spirit. And does God value that? Hello, somebody. It says, which is of great worth and whose eyes? God's eyes. But the thing about us today is we're not concerned about God's eyes. There's a woman out there saying, still saying, oh, no, he ain't going to punk me. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Really, this text is for all of us in James chapter 3, verse 17, which helped many of our marriages. But the wisdom of above is what? First, pure. Hello, somebody. Then what? Peaceable. Hello, somebody. Didn't didn't God told that woman about purity, this purity and reverence? And he, he mentioned that. And then he started talking about a gentle, quiet spirit. Gentle. And get this one. Open to reason. Hello, somebody. Full of mercy. And of good fruits. And what? Impartial and and sincere. Christian folk, we we need to add some wisdom in our marriage. The wisdom that women can add is what the word says today. Be gentle and be quiet. Woo. 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 I guess I'm going to move on because I didn't get any amens there. <laughs> I'm going to move on because you're saying, what did a man supposed to do? <laughs> First of all, I want to tell you, just, just play your role. Do what God tells you to do. Hello, somebody. Peter was concerned about John. God told him, hey, you don't worry about John. Hell, somebody. Don't worry about John. Just, just pay attention to yourself. Hello, somebody. But this text is for the men right now. Oh, the supplication in marriage. It says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. Hello, somebody. Another translation says to dwell with your wife in an understanding way. Hello, somebody. Which means that you're not a tyrant. It's not like Frank Sinatra says, my way or the highway. Hello, somebody. It's not what some of the hip hop singers say about their way. It's God's way. My, My marriage is about God. Don't you realize that your marriage is about God? It's literally an illustration of Christ in the church. That's the mystery of marriage. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So it's not about me. I don't make the rules. God has already made the rules and they made them long before I came along. 
And he tells me as a husband to be considerate, to dwell with her in an understanding way. And that's what I have to do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. What is considerate? You consider her. You, you, You communicate with her. Hello, somebody. How you gonna How you gonna consider her without talking to her? Hello, some some brothers. They go out and make major purchases without talking to their wives, cars and homes and and all of that without talking to their wives. Hello, somebody. Can't balance a checkbook. Hello, somebody. And, and your wife is an accountant. Hello, somebody. A money manager, hello somebody. But yet you're going to make a large purchase on your own. Hello somebody. That's, that's not being biblical. Really the best marriages talk about all of that. Hello somebody. And you consider her feelings and many times and you learn to consider your wife's feelings, you'll realize that, hey, she don't think like you think. Hello, somebody. It amazes me how I think my wife think like me, but we think differently. Hello, somebody. And it's nothing right or wrong about it. It's just we think differently. We see things differently. Hello, somebody. She tends to be more detail oriented. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Can, can you can you know where you need some details at? Why you consider your wife if she is detail-oriented? Money. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Who going to do the best at balancing a checkbook? Somebody that's detail-oriented or somebody just see the big picture? <laughs> Hello, somebody. God has sent her there. She's supposed to be your helpmate. Hello, somebody. But you're doing everything. Hello, somebody. Stuff that you don't have any strengths in, you're taking care of it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You're not single no more. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, if you're married, you're not single no more. You got to talk this stuff over. Consider her. Talk it over. Everything. Hello, somebody. That's what they talk about, their communication. Communicate. Are you considerate to your wives? And it goes on to say this and respect and, and what treat them with what? Respect. respect as a weaker partner. Hello, somebody. Ain't that what that sister sung about? Hello, back in the day. Respect. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Some Christian folk or men are notorious for this. They misinterpret the word of God. They think that the word of God says that you have a right to be a male chauvinist pig. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. That ain't what the Bible says. Your interpretation of what things are is wrong. It has been wrong for years. Hello, somebody. I like to meddle. But then I'm not meddling. Okay, if you both have a job, why do you think when you come home, you don't have to do nothing, man? Is that considerate? You both done work 40 to 60 hours and you come home and and, and sit down on the couch. 
And you expect her to come home to do the cooking, the washing, the cleaning, and everything else. Is that considerate? Is that respectful? She thinks she's a maid, not your wife. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. She thinks she's a maid. And you think she got the problem. (laughs) Somebody get that on the way home. (laughs) Hello, somebody. That's not considerate. That's not respectful. Hello, somebody. That's not treating her as a weaker partner. Hey, you got them muscles for a reason. You can do twice or should be able to do twice as much her in the physical realm than she does. That's what them muscles are for. Hello, somebody. <laughs> One of the things that you know, used to really get on my nerve back in the day, I was real small. And, and they would always call me. I was a skinny boy. They would always call me to move. And those other guys at the church had the big muscles. They never called them. <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> what, what, what's up with that? Hello, somebody. That's, that's what some Christian men are doing in their marriages. You got the muscles. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. She, she's a weaker vessel. Hello, somebody. Nine times out of ten, she's a week of best. Now, there's some women who've been taking them steroids. <laughs> and you better not try to out argue. You better not try to move either. <laughs> Somebody get that on the way home. <laughs> Husband, so she's a weaker partner, but yet she's a what? Heir. Woo. She's an heir with you. Hello, somebody. Heirs get treated a little different. Hello, somebody. You know, they, they treat heirs differently. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You don't believe it? Ask, ask how they treating that woman over there in England, uh, the Duke, uh, and she's the Duchess. Hello, somebody. Kate. They, they, they treat them a little different because they are heirs. Hello, somebody. And, 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 and that's what you got to do with your wife. She is an heir. She's not a maid. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Trying to save some marriages today. She, she, she's an heir. And you've got to treat her as such. Hello, somebody. With you of the gracious gift of life. Okay, now hear men. So that nothing hinders your prayers. That's some spiritual principles here. Now, a woman that's quiet could save an unsaved guy by her behavior without saying words. That's a spiritual principle. That's amazing. Yeah, that's power. But a man who treats his wife right, hello somebody, can get a prayer through. But a man who treats his wife wrong can't get a prayer through. Hello somebody. And you've been saying, I've been praying, Lord, you take this woman. <laughs> Somebody get that on the way home too. <laughs> he ain't gonna hear your prayers because he's trying to get you right. 
You talking about take this woman? Hello, somebody. Lord, it's this woman you gave me. Like, yeah, it's really him. Hello, somebody. Because he's not treating her right. He's not treating her like a queen. He's not treating her like an heir. He's not treating her right. Thereby, his prayers does not get answered. Hello, somebody. There's a blessing in obedience, people. There's, there's, there's a blessing. And God is saying that if, if, if you want to be blessed in your marriage, you each have to play your own role. Hello, somebody. You each got to do what God tells you to do. And when you do that, some spiritual stuff began to happen. Hello, somebody. Uh, some spiritual stuff began to happen. Hello, somebody. Some spiritual things are not happening in your marriage because you're not being spiritual. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's what uh, uh, Colossians says, 319. Husbands, love your wife and what? And not do not be harsh with them. Hello, somebody. Oh, take a look in the mirror, brothers. Are you being harsh to them? I tell you, if you're raising your voice, screaming and hollering, you're being harsh. And it ain't godly. Hello, somebody. Yeah, you're cutting yourself off. She's a part of your body. And, and you're cutting yourself. That's, that's what God tried to get us to see. We're all a part of the same body. Hello, somebody. We, we, and if you say something about me, that means you're crazy. You say, why are you crazy? Because you're talking about yourself. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's, that's craziness. And we have a lot of craziness going on in marriage. Men who are supposed to be godly men think, oh, they're in the right. She won't be so missing to me. That sounds kind of harsh to me. All right. Woo. You, you talking to me like that? I can only wonder what you're saying to her. Woo. Sounds kind of harsh. Hello, somebody trying to save marriage. We all have to be what that, that, that James text says. James 3.17. But the wisdom from above is... It's first pure, then peaceable. Have you ever, you know somebody that's peaceable? Somebody that's peaceable won't argue with you. I don't argue. I used to, when I was in my younger days, I used to try to argue folk into the kingdom of God. (laughs) Debate them into being saved. That's a waste of time. A a disciple is a learner and a learner is is open to learning. Hello, somebody. That person could never be a learner because they already have their mind made up against the faith. Hello, somebody. No, we ain't got to argue. I can just love you. As I can love you. We ain't got to agree. I just love you. I'm not going to argue with you. And, 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 and that's what we need to be in our marriage. It's peaceable. It's not about being uh, arguing and guess this one right. It's not about being right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Somebody got that problem? You always right? Go ahead and raise your hand. You always right. You ain't never wrong. Hello, somebody. 
Raise your hand because we got those kind of folk up in here. You always right. Hello, sir. You're never wrong. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. It's not about being right. It's about being in right relationship. Some of that stuff you got to let go. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Even when you're right. There, there was a one, and some, some of you may disagree, but there was a, a lady that I thought that she truly reverenced her mother. She said to somebody, she said, that's my mama. Even when she's wrong, she's right. Whew, that's deep. Some of you get that on the way home. That was reversing her position as mother. It's mother, reversing her position. Hello, somebody. She's in the right position. As a result, I got to listen. <laughs> Some of you say your marriage is that way. Women, if you realize that your husband is in the right position, hello, somebody. So you'll always listen because he's in the right position. Hello, somebody. That's what mothers do with their children. Children's always got to listen to their mothers because they're in the right position, so they should always listen. If they don't listen to their mothers and fathers, what will happen to them? A curse! Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. James says we need to be peaceable. We need to be gentle. We need to be open to reason. Hello, somebody. Can we reason this together? We ain't got to fight. Just reason. We can just sit down and talk. We ain't got to. It ain't all about that. Our relationship is bigger than arguing and fussing and fighting. We can be open to reason. And check this, full of mercy. Judgmental folk won't want to reason with you because they're always right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Full of mercy and what? Good fruits. Hello, somebody and what? Impartial Woo. and sincere. If we can apply this to our marriages, both the men and women can get it right. We'll save your marriage. That's what we're trying to do this month. We're trying to save your marriage. And we're trying to mot- sing, uh, uh, motivate single folk to get married. And many of the reasons why a lot of single folk don't want to get married is because they saw how your marriage was. Woo! One lady said, I come from a long line of divorcees. Hello, somebody. My family got a lot of divorce in it. I don't want to get married. Hello, somebody. But it's not about your family. See, when you got saved, it became about the family of God. And you've heard me say that spirit is thicker than blood. Hello, somebody. Somebody say blood is thicker than water. You know, we're going to write it down. It's a family thing. No. Spirit is thicker than blood. And when you got married, you got a new fa- uh, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you inherited a new family and, and, and there's new rules, a new order of things. Hello, somebody. And that's what we've got to do. And we've got to encourage. All we want to do, all we want you to do is to get in a place where you can be blessed. That's all this is about. That's what all this word is about. Every sermon most preachers preach is about 
us getting it right so we can be blessed. And we don't necessarily get it right to be blessed, but it's just what happens. Hello, somebody. Yeah, it just goes with the territory. Hello, somebody. So today we talked about submission and marriage. We talked about the spirit of marriage. And then we talked about supplication in marriage. If you want to get a prayer through, man, you better treat your woman right. Your wife right. If you really believe that she was key to your breakthrough, wouldn't you treat her right? If you really believe that she was a blessing, wouldn't you treat her right? Hello, somebody. It's like we celebrate Sister McCowan's birthday today. She's been a blessing to everybody in this church. So we want to treat her right. We want to pause and give honor to where honor is due. Hello, somebody. And this is what we have to do, men, in our marriage. We have to treat our wives right. Shall we pray? Deacons, will you come? Saints are praying. Father God, we come. This morning, Father, just really wanting to save our marriages and wanting to save our marriage before they get started, Father. Father God, right now, I pray, Lord, that the people of God will be inspired to do the word of God. Father, that we might be obedient children unto you, that we might be, not necessarily that we might be blessed, but that we might be obedience, and blessing comes from obedience, Father. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we praise your holy name. At this moment in time, Father, we want to thank you for Jesus, for Jesus came, Father. And Jesus struggled in that Garden of Gethsemane on that third day, Father. We thank you, Lord, for that. But after he finished struggling, he got up saying, not my will, but thy will be done, Father. And he was willing to suffer for the will of God. We thank you, Father, that Jesus, oh, on that day when he left that prayer closet, went and died for the sins of the world. Took him off that cross, put him in a barber tomb. Father, and I'm so glad, Lord, that he raised again on the third day. Because he raised, Father, we can be raised today. We thank you, Lord, for soul salvation, but we thank you, Lord, for raising our marriages, Father. We thank you, Lord, for raising uh, singles, Lord, to live holy unto you too, Mary, Father. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program and before we sign off we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned short of the glory of God. 
But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. If you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at Word at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, 
just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100. And you may be able to do more, whatever God is laying on your heart. We need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.